What's up, people of the world? Uh, thanks for watching another video with us, the Bell Vista Studios team. You got Victoria, Hannah, and myself, Kim. First of all, this is going to be a fun video because <laughs> we're doing abstract instructional design. So what we do is this is a way to challenge our thinking, to shift our perspective. And Vic's going to go with a random word generator from the internet. And she's going to fire words at Hannah and I. And we are going to use that as stimulus to share insights and tips to apply to your instructional design practice. So the last one was quite fun um, and resonated. And <laughs> yeah, I think this one will be fun too. So looking forward to it. Um, just wanted to say thank you for choosing to learn with us. We are very grateful that our videos and the content that we put out is adding value to your practice. We appreciate all the kind words, the sharing of our posts and all the messages that people send us saying like, thank you. Um, so thanks for choosing to learn with us. That's like huge for us. And welcome to all the new people that, because we've had a big influx recently of more and more people joining the Bell Vista Studios community. So welcome and thank you for choosing to learn with us as well. Um, we are like YouTube is probably our, I would say our best content, mm. maybe not the best, but it depends on what you want from us. But in terms of YouTube, you get personalities, um, but you also get like more insights and contextual tips. I think we go a lot deeper into the things that we're sharing mm -hmm. here on YouTube, but we're also on LinkedIn and we are on Instagram sharing stuff as well. So if you want different kind of content, that's the place to go. And another place that you can learn a lot from us is our Creator Hub. On the Creator Hub, we share our templates and our resources that we use at the studio. Um, you can get courses and coaching online there. And I would encourage you to go check it out. So it's creatorhub.belvistastudio.com. Actually, the link is in the description. You can see all the things that we offer there. It is a place, you know, go on there. There's lots of resources that will help you. And they're the ones that we use. And they're from all the things that basically we have made mistakes in the past. And then we've gone, this will help improve that and make sure that we don't make those mistakes again, whether it's like as instructional designers, working with stakeholders, all that sort of stuff. So we have it available to you there. And we would ask you to maybe think about buying something from there. That is your way to show gratitude towards us. If you pick a resource that actually adds value to your life, grab it because then I can pay myself and these girls to continue to produce the videos and the content that we put out on the internet. So that's how you can reciprocate for us as well to continue doing this. But let's get into right now, abstract instructional design. I think Hannah should take the first word. Oh, <laughs> let's do it. Bring it on. Your first word is myth. Myth. Um, so this is something that we have, has come to like the forefront through our coaching recently with our human-centered design coaching. And I think it's a myth that a, a learning solution or a video or something that someone's looking at should last a certain amount of time. So some people say like a video should only last say like two minutes and beyond that, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but beyond that it's people are gonna lose interest. But I think that is a myth. It's around how much value is given through that experience. 
And a prime example is the Joe Rogan podcast. He's so like famous and like a lot of people know Joe Rogan and watch him and he has a big following. And his, some of his podcasts go for like three, four, five hours and people watch the whole thing or listen to the whole thing. So I think it just shows that you don't have to put a time limit on how long, on how long your solution is. As long as you add value, that's good. Just focus on the value, not the time. We should just end the video now. That is golden <laughs> advice right oh. there. <laughs> and thanks for watching. <laughs> All right, Kim, your first word is bark. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bark? Um, I think, I hope I'm getting this right. Is the bark up the wrong tree like where you're, what does that expression mean? Um, barking up the wrong tree, like you're in the wrong situation. The wrong, yeah. Mm, okay. Like it, yeah. Yeah. So I find like this is, it's like a, it's a instructional designer versus stakeholder thing. And mm. we're like, we make the stakeholders wrong and we're like, they're stupid or they they're not doing this or, you know, but I actually think if, I think that for me is barking up the wrong tree, like, because you need to take a step back and not have that preconceived perception going into a conversation or responding to an email, but instead mm -hmm. seek to understand and empathize with what, why they may have said that or why they may be asking you to do something and by seeking to understand and taking that pause, you can respond in just a neutral human, trusting that they're most likely coming from good intention with all the knowledge um, and experience that they have available to them as a human being. And they're trying to move the project forward in the best way alongside you. So try not to be reactive um in response to that and just have a bit more empathy from that side and then I think communication is more cohesive and that relationship mm. is more cohesive cohesive <laughs> whatever that word is and then you um you can just go with them you're a partnership not us mm. and them I love that mm. very good yeah, learn from that I think yeah <laughs> Good one. All right. Hannah, your next word is root. Um, oh, so I think of like a root, like being the roots underground and then the trees like coming up above the ground. And I think sometimes we can see people in the industry that are like really high up and we think they're doing amazing and we're like, we're not good enough. Like we, why are we not? at that level and we can like compare ourselves to others but I think if you that person is a tree like they're blooming and they look like they're doing all these amazing things but there's so much work that goes into the roots underneath that we don't see so I think don't make assumptions around where someone is in their journey just like focus on like tending to the roots of your tree so that you can prosper and be the best that you can be yeah that's real cute <laughs> Um, Kim, your next word is flush. Flush. Mm, flush out your assumptions. 
and go Ooh. seek the facts. Love. <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hannah, your next word is hesitate. Um, I think sometimes we hesitate to like connect with our learners because we're so used to just like creating learning and not having access to our learners. But I think something that's super important that we've realized as a team is human centered design does make such a big difference. So I think you should not hesitate to reach out to your learners and understand what their needs are before designing anything. And check out our YouTube playlist on human centered design mm. if that one resonates with you and want to speak more to your learners or design solutions for them. Um, Kim, your next word is absent. Absent. Poor. <gasps> don't take a human centered design approach to creating and understanding the problem that you're trying to solve with your training solution and put your learners at the heart of your solution, that's why you have absent learners. Whoa. Because human-centered design taps into their motivation and the benefits of the solution for them and why it's going to make their lives easier or better. So if you no longer want to have disengaged or absent uh, learners, take a human-centered design approach and check out that YouTube playlist as a starting point or the courses that we offer on the Creator Hub. Link in the description. <laughs> Beautifully said. <laughs> um, Hannah, your word is panel. Panel. Oh, this is rough. <laughs> I'm struggling with this one. Um, panel. So panel makes me think of like, there's like a panel of people judging something. And I think it's reminded me of the fact that when you create a learning solution, it is really important to put that forward and have other people review it with fresh eyes, such as a panel, like reviewing someone's uni assignment or whatever, because you can get so caught up into what you're creating that you often like miss things. And what we do is we make sure like if someone does a task, there's always someone else in the team who looks at it and looks at it with fresh eyes and makes comments and sees it from another perspective. And I think if you're working on your own, you'd need to at least like take a break, whether it's like you do the task the day after to make sure you see it with fresh eyes or you go for a walk and then come back. So yeah, make sure your learning solution is always presented towards some type of panel so that you can get the feedback to move forward. That wasn't rough at all. <laughs> that was slightly rough. <laughs> Um, Kim, your word is thin. Uh, yeah, the stimulus is going back to Hannah's response earlier around the time and things not needing to be meeting a certain duration, like e-learning, can we have a 20-minute, 30-minute, one-hour module or it needs to be a one day face-to-face -face or a half day face-to-face -face. and I think it is about going instructional design is about thinning your solution down to the most tangible applicable 
solution that people can walk away and do something different with. So how can you, instructional design is about simplifying the complex. So thin your content out, not quality, but picking out the need to know versus the nice to know and creating something that people can literally walk away and do something different with whatever ends up being in the thinnest version of what is needed to be trained. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, Hannah, your word is lion. Um, I think we can see like a lion as being like a scary thing. This is for me personally, I don't know if it's going to relate to other people, but sometimes I see like clients and customers as like a lion, like they intimidate me because I'm like, oh, they're like paying for our services and I lose some confidence when like really I know I can do and provide them with what they need. So I think like try not to see the people that you're serving as lions because that can like impact you being your authentic self and like providing the value that you have I think just see like everyone is equal no matter who they are even if you're like in a meeting with an executive like I would be a little bit like oh and it's something I need to work on I need to see that like everyone is the same and we're all serving like people on the same level they're all like human beings and I know you've spoken about it Kim like everyone's a human and we're all serving a purpose so yeah don't be intimidated by people that you might see as like lions out in the industry or clients of the lions just little cute kitty cats. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do this as the last one? Because I feel like there's lots of practical tips. I don't want to overwhelm yeah, people. I want them to one. like actually yeah. take action on something. Better be good, Kim. Last one. They're all good, mate. Emma the boo. <laughs> um, your last word, Kim, is syndrome syndrome oh mate what comes up is fucking imposter syndrome oh it annoys me <laughs> it exists in the world <laughs> all right am i going down this avenue we have other videos on imposter syndrome go check them out imposter syndrome i used this with you yesterday we're all just swiss cheese aren't we like this little slice if you think of subway and they go, what cheese do you want? And you're like, most people are like, yeah, I'll have the Swiss cheese or maybe you get the cheddar. But I think um, the Swiss cheese is the one that has like the holes in it. And I just think that we're always going to be a bit of Swiss cheese. Like we're always going to have gaps in our capability. And there's always going to be people that are better than us. And there's people that are not as good as us. And when we get to that pedestal, perfect, like this is where I want to be. And when I get there, I'll be the best ever instructional designer or L&D practitioner. And when you get there, guess what? Then you're going to go, oh my God, my world has opened up and there's all these other skills and capabilities and things in the world that I want to become now. So it just goes, okay, next bit. And then you get there and then you're like, oh my God. So there's always gaps. Uh, you're never going to be perfect. What is perfect? That's subjective. You go and you see people that are better. There's people that are not quite as good. We're all just swimming around, floating. It's a non-existence. Just take 
I don't know, practical action towards getting where you want to be, but it's not an end goal. It's a process. It's a lifelong journey. A lot of people talk about that lifelong journey. I'm a lifelong learner. Um, and that is what life is about. You're never going to be the perfect version of yourself. So just accept where you're at, accept being imperfect. Awesome. <laughs> I feel like I don't know everyone needs a big hug now so like <laughs> I feel emotional after that one <laughs> just give yourselves a bit a bit of a hug after that one <laughs> maybe reflect on what that means for you and where you're seeing yourself and where you're gauging yourself against others and to close off this video thank you team for participating and the tips and insights Thank you people for watching our video. If this has added value to your life, it should have been sometime if you're still <laughs> watching. Um, <laughs> you need to take a moment and pause and reflect and think about what is it that I'm going to do differently? Pick one thing, at least one thing from this video that you're going to do differently and start experimenting and taking action on that thing that resonated with you and just getting better at that, then you might want to rewatch it and pick another thing. Um, but if it has added value and you tell us that it does, don't be selfish. Share this with someone that it will add value to as well, because we as instructional designer, designers are in such a powerful position because the solutions that we create, create better human beings, which then creates a better world. So share this so that all instructional designers are doing the best that they can to create the best solutions so that we have better human beings and a better world. Thank you for watching. Peace out.